This is M.I.P. With Masamela Mafumo. Mark Thompson. Get woke. Ladies and gentlemen, as the unfortunate government shutdown is looming, hopefully there'll be a solution. But we thought we'd do well to check in, as always, with the Secretary of Transportation, because that is one area that is going to be particularly affected. Secretary Pete, Secretary Pete Buttigieg joins us now. Mr. Secretary, how are you today? I'm good. Thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure to have you. What impact will that have on travel, particularly airline travel, if the government does shut down? Well, one thing that uh, happens immediately is that air traffic controllers are no longer getting paid. They're required to come into work, but they're not getting paid. Same thing will happen to TSA officers. And as you can imagine, each passing day that's going on causes more stress on them and more stress on the system. Shutdown would also block us from being able to hire controllers. Now, one thing that we know is that we need more air traffic controllers than we have. We have been working urgently to grow and train that workforce because when we don't have enough controllers on station, the result can be a shortage and the results of the shortage can be that flights are canceled or delayed because there's just not the controllers to handle that load. We are making good progress in terms of uh, getting more controllers on board, but that progress would be stopped and reversed in the event of a shutdown. People in training would be sent home from the academy in Oklahoma City, and it could take months to recover from even a short shutdown because of how complex that training is and how much it depends on having fresh, recent experience. So these are the kinds of things that that are very real-world impact. There's no question that they would affect all of us who are depending on the aviation system. And it's completely avoidable. All we need Speaker McCarthy to do and House Republicans to do is honor the deal that the speaker already made with the president earlier this year. We're urging House Republicans to come to their senses, come to terms, first of all, with each other, and then with the Senate and and, and the president that are already uh, prepared to move forward. Fund the government and fund the FAA. You mentioned TSA as well. I dare say there's probably room for more TSA agents and employees as well, as I see some of those lines backed up. So If they're not getting paid, I know people don't want to wait in line forever to go through security. That's right. Whether we're talking about security lines or we're talking about airport delays, every day that a shutdown continues, you would likely see more disruptions and more situations where a particular airport would be short or uh, not getting the support that it needs. By the way, this is on top of the the work that we're doing to improve the airports in the first place. You take a place like... uh, Love Field. We're funding improvements to the uh, instrument landing system there. That's a critical piece of safety equipment and something that when it's upgraded will improve operations at the airport. The goal is to get that done by by Thanksgiving, but no way we can guarantee that if we get shut down in our work. And uh, I got to emphasize the, in, the urgency of uh, getting this done because even a short disruption again ripples through the system for days. And remember, we're having record travel right now. We've set an all-time high in the summer in terms of passengers getting on airplanes. People want to be flying. They're buying those tickets. They're boarding those airplanes, which means there's going to be more, not less, need for TSA officers, air traffic controllers, and everybody else who's part of that system. Now, if I'm not mistaken, Mr. Secretary, in the past when this has happened, it has in fact been the air traffic controllers who pretty much made the case for the shutdown to end and Republicans in Congress had to respond. You just can't have planes stall. They Congress members of Congress have to travel as well. Really the, your shop and the air traffic controllers really are the ones that may end up having to say, look, 
this can't go on. That's right. Look, I would hope that the idea that service members, soldiers, sailors, airmen, Marines, stop getting paid in a shutdown, I would hope that would be motivation enough for members of Congress to get their job done. But if that's not motivation enough, maybe them seeing the flight impacts since they're frequent flyers is what it would take. I just think we can and should avoid all of this. And House Republicans really need to end this chaos and fund the government so that we're not even worrying about these things. There's plenty to keep us busy right now in, in, in you know this administration. Congress has a lot of work to do. We're trying to make sure we deliver all these projects we have going on around the country. We're trying to improve transportation safety. Uh, we're trying to stay a step ahead of China. The last thing America needs right now is a politically driven Republican shutdown. Lastly, can you give us an idea of what the average air traffic controller is thinking about right now, knowing that this might happen? What does what is an employee like that thinking about doing? What type of pressure or anxiety might they be under? Not to mention the everyday pressure of just being an air traffic controller. Well, put yourself in the shoes of, of these safety personnel like air traffic controllers. You get up, you come in the morning or maybe the middle of the night, depending on, on your shift. And you have enormous responsibility. You have a life and death responsibility to make sure that aircraft come and go safely. And because air traffic controllers and others in the uh, system do that good work, we have an incredibly strong safety record as a country. Flying is actually the safest way to travel. That didn't just happen. That happened because these people are very good at their jobs. But imagine the stress that, that comes with that job on the best of days. And then imagine if as you're uh, getting into your position, taking your seat, putting on your headset, getting uh, situated at your uh, position, your computer, you're also thinking about the fact that you got a spouse and kids at home and you don't know when the next paycheck is going to come in. There's just no good reason to subject them to that kind of stress. It's not right for them and it's not good for the system. And definitely not safe. Secretary Pete Buttigieg of the Department of Transportation. Secretary Pete, always a pleasure to speak with you. Hopefully this will be resolved. I, I think it, we have until midnight Sunday. Is that accurate? That's right. Yeah, we have uh, through the end of Saturday. It's the end of the month. That's the end of our fiscal year. And uh, between now and then, Congress needs to do its job. It should never come down to the wire like this. But now that it has, we really need them to spread through the tape, fund the, reauthorize the FAA, fund the government, and get their job done. Thank you, Secretary Pete, for joining us on Make It Plain, as always. Thank you. Mike Rowe here with a radical idea. If you want to see more companies make more things in this country, buy more things from more companies who make things in this country. I refer in this case to the incredible t-shirts, sweatshirts, blue jeans, and more made by my friends at American Giant. Everything American Giant makes is made in the United States. And right now, you can take 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com slash Mike. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. Folks, the White House also held a press call today to discuss the compelling and even the devastating impact of another government shutdown. Joining the press call were the Small Business Administrator, Isabella Guzman, the Assistant and Senior Advisor to the President and Director of Intergovernmental Affairs, Tom Perez, and OMB Associate Director, Jacob Liebenluft. This press call was on the record, wanted to share it with you so you could actually hear and be concerned about what could happen this weekend if the government is shut down. The person leading the conversation is Luzana Perez Fernandez, the director of Hispanic Media for the White House. Good morning, everybody. Thank you so much for joining today. I'm Luzana Perez Fernandez. I'm the director of Hispanic Media here at the White House. 
Thank you for joining us today on this call about uh, the impact of a shutdown uh, in our economy and in our communities. Joining us today, we have a small business administrator, Isabella Guzman. We have assistant and senior advisor to the president and director of intergovernmental affairs, Tom Perez. And we also have joining us for the Q&A portion of this call, Jacob Levenlov, who is associate director of the Office of Management and Budget. We will have two portions for this call. We will start with a brief remark uh, from Administrator Guzman and Director Tom Perez, and then we will move to the questions portion of this call. With that, let me introduce Administrator Guzman. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. Just to share the, the space of small business and the impacts uh, of this uh, potential Republican shutdown. America has been on an unprecedented economic waiting streak. Uh, from the numbers that we've seen, un unemployment is at a historic low, 13.5 million jobs created uh, under President Biden. We know small businesses are the job creators with two-thirds of net new jobs coming from small businesses. You know, inflation is going down, wages are going up. And in the past uh, two and a half years, we've seen a small business boom with the 13.6 million now new businesses filed uh, since the president took office. That's 65% higher than any historic average. We are uh, seeing a resurgence in our entrepreneurial spirit in this country. and But unfortunately, these extreme Republicans want to stop this winning streak and are marching our nation towards that government shutdown that will have devastating consequences for our small businesses in the exact moment that we're seeing such high rates of, of interest in the American dream of business ownership. And they're taking their ideas to market and uh, many others are still trying to recover from the pandemic, let's remember. A lot of them took a gut punch caused by the pandemic shutdowns and the impacts on their revenues. The extreme Republican shutdown risks sabotaging America's economic progress. Uh, for our most vulnerable businesses, our small businesses, who we know are the giants in our economy. And the main reason for that is it could cut off critical sources of capital for so many of our smallest of the small businesses and underserved communities. As being the government shuts down, SBA cannot process loan application. Uh, through its process. We support over $40 billion a year in funding to our small businesses. We get hundreds of those every single day processed through the SBA. But when the SBA can't do its job, millions of dollars in potential loans will end up sitting on the sidelines, really stunting that small business growth that we've been seeing. And uh, we are so dependent on them for continued covering. Uh, and they're dependent on our capital to start and grow. Uh, you know, the SBA is also forced to close all of our district offices across the country that provide critical support to small businesses who are interested in starting up or connecting to resources, even locally. The shutdown is also going to hurt our small business owners across the board, especially entrepreneurs who do contracting business with the federal government, our service-disabled veterans, our veteran-owned small businesses, women and those in historically underserved communities who want to do business with the largest buyer in the world, the federal government. By shutting down the government, the extreme Republicans are going to deny more than that, $100 million in essential financing to small businesses every single day and deny some of those revenue growth opportunities for our businesses right now. And I, I do you know, also see that the delays are going to hurt our small businesses, not only you know themselves, but of course, the employees that they have on hand, the communities that they support. Remember, our small business owners are often the first to stand up and uh, provide food to food banks and uh, support the little, little leagues and everything else in, in our communities. And uh, you know, they need to market ability to meet an order quickly with the working capital loan 
uh, in order to take advantage of some growth or be able to close on that building or close on the purchase of a business uh, to get started up. And I know that uh, those deals could be lost. Uh, businesses could be forced to pay really high interest bridge loans, predatory loans. They're desperate to try to uh, seek capital uh, in the marketplace. And I know that Republicans are basically effectively telling small businesses to just wait and potentially lose out on growth opportunities that are critical for their sustainability into the future. Small businesses, our suppliers, our government contractors should not operate in limbo. Uh, they won't know if a stop work order is a corner or if it's a contract that's going to end up being canceled. So that uncertainty uh, is is not good for business. And I know that the Republican shutdown there's still, we'll stall that progress that we've made just months after we've announced uh, historic awards and contracting to our small businesses and especially in socioeconomic firms. Small businesses also depend on international trade. We'll see a pinch on their export and import related agency support across the federal government. And I know that so many facets of economy, including our supply chain, will be needlessly upended by this extremist Republican shutdown. And it's unnecessary and an unforced error by an extreme minority in the House. And small businesses are problem solvers. They don't want to see uh, failed leadership uh, by the Republicans uh, hitting pause on what has become a, a great recovery for the, them and a great opportunity and a great small business boom. So I'm looking forward to answering questions about SBA services in particular, but uh, the impact is clear. Small businesses will capitalize at a critical time. Thank you, Administrator. I, I simply want to follow up on what the Administrator said and level set. A few months ago, there was a bipartisan agreement reached on the debt ceiling. And that bipartisan agreement, majority of Republicans and Democrats in both the House and the Senate voted for this agreement. And this agreement set the spending caps. And this was supposed to take us through to the end of next year. But a small band of extreme Republicans are trying to break the promises that were made literally just a few months ago. And now we are less than 48 hours from a potential shutdown that will wreak havoc in so many ways, shapes, and forms. Service members won't get their paychecks. And so many people live from paycheck to paycheck. So how do you pay the bills? You got to work, but you don't get paid until this comes to an end. Travelers will face uh, delays or could face delays in the airports. Food safety inspections are potentially dis delayed. Critical research on diseases like cancer and Alzheimer's will be stalled. There are so many critical safety net programs. Uh, one, for example, the women's, the WIC program that helps new mothers and their newborns. Seven million, over seven million people will lose their access to WIC. Over 7 million people, disproportionately black and brown. Uh, are, and, and we have, and according to Secretary Vilsack, about two days worth of capacity in a shutdown to continue that program. So literally by Monday, recipients will not be able to access a critical program. I spoke the other day to local elected officials. We heard from so many local elected officials about the Meals on Wheels program. These are critical lifelines for our seniors and for our people with disabilities, and that program is endangered. The administrator talked about the programs that you administer at the SBA. As your former labor secretary, I know that we operated 
a wide array of programs. Workplace safety will be jeopardized because people can't conduct the inspections. At the FDA, food safety inspections will be jeopardized because of this closure. If you are a farmer and you rely on the loan programs at the USDA, so many people rely on them for that lifeline. Those will be in jeopardy as well. And farmers don't have the luxury of time. They can't, well, I'll just come back in a couple months or a couple weeks. They need the help now. We have so many communities that are thriving because of the historic investments of the president in the American Rescue Plan, in the Bipartisan Infrastructure Bill, in the CHIPS Act, in the Inflation Reduction Act. We work so carefully and closely with local jurisdictions on the implementation of these bills, and they require communication between our government officials and our communities. Those folks will be furloughed, so these projects will come to a halt. That is preventable, and there are so many other impacts of that nature. The FEMA has been dealing with a historically high number of weather and other incidents. And what we have to do as a government is understand that. There are communities that are digging out from weather events and other calamities that occurred two weeks ago. Those projects remain ongoing, and this potential shutdown jeopardizes those projects. I applaud the efforts of the bipartisan leadership in the United States Senate. They are poised to pass a, a, a bill that will fund the government for uh, a certain period of time, 45 days, to enable us to reach a full-year budget agreement. I applaud, again, that's been being done on a bipartisan basis, Senator Schumer and Senator McConnell working together. That's how it's supposed to be. But unfortunately, a narrow band of extremists in the House are trying to hold the American people hostage. And we must not allow this to happen. I've been to this movie. I worked in the Senate in 1995 when the when Newt Gingrich shut down the government. It's terrible for the American people. Again, when I was Labor Secretary and Ted Cruz tried to shut down, he did shut down the government. That was terrible for the American people. This is also terrible. And we need to understand the impact. And that's the purpose of our call today, to make sure that folks understand the wide-ranging impact of a potential shutdown. We have so many children who depend on the Head Start program, and the Head Start program will, the funding for that program will be in jeopardy. And again, this is another program where uh, Latino and African-American kids disproportionately benefit uh, from this. Uh, critical research on, on diseases will come to a halt because people will be furloughed. This is so preventable. I hope that Speaker McCarthy will no longer allow this small American people hostage. And I hope that we can resolve this in the next two days so that we can avoid the calamities that I have outlined. And frankly, we've outlined some and there are so many more. Luisana, I think we're happy to take questions from folks if they have any. Yes. Uh, if you have any questions, please uh, use the raise hand button on your screen so we can unmute. Uh, let's start with Jaren from the Grio. Jaren, you should be able to unmute yourself. 
Hi, good morning. Uh, and thanks for doing this. I just have one question. Uh, given the disproportionate impact of uh, the COVID-19 pandemic on Black businesses and the gains uh, post-pandemic, uh, can you speak to just what challenges Black and minority-owned small businesses uh, face in recovering from any negative impacts of the shutdown? Clearly, any you know, multiple disruptions are really detrimental to our small businesses who need certainty. And uh, same as those who are suffering from different natural disasters. The SBA is monitoring closely to uh, ensure that they can continue to be supported uh, as they maintain higher debt than uh, maybe they had pre-pandemic. Uh, this is a, a critical time that we should not be forcing small businesses into more predatory lending. Black businesses are uh, over 50% more likely to go straight online for loans. Uh, getting affordable capital products into the hands of Black businesses has been a focus of this administration. And uh, we recently announced that we increased that number UX in our portfolio to now representing 7.5% of our $40 billion portfolio. So this is, these are great gains and this is no time to waste to, you know, further alienate uh, the Black businesses who need access to capital. So um, obviously we want to continue to see their opportunities for revenue growth whether that's international trade or contracting or just through uh, advice from our district offices. Thank you. Any other questions? Remember to use the raise hand button on your screen so I can read. I see Ariana from Amsterdam News. Ariana, you can unmute yourself. Hi, how are you? I was wondering if anybody could speak if she's going to affect the, the student loan repayments that's supposed to start on October 1st. Again, as I said before, there's a lot of one thing that we're learning in the student loan repayment is there's a lot of questions that people have and people fall in different repayment categories in this program and the people that they need to talk to so that they can be ready for October 1st are not going to be available to service them. And so it's going to sow again, uncertainty and, and, and uncertainty is never a good thing. And, and so again, this is a, Another example of, you know, this is a, the, the Biden administration has been relentless in its pursuit of student loan debt relief. And, you know, so many folks have fought it. And notwithstanding that, we've made tremendous progress. And October 1st is a critical date. And then there's so many Latinos who are benefiting from this program. And if you can't get the technical assistance that you need, then you're going to find yourself in a position where your repayment is due, but you don't exactly know what to do. And then you risk having a ding on your score because you were supposed to repay something, but you're falling behind. And these are the things that are, again, so preventable. And this, is nev this never happens at a good time, which is why it should never happen. Yeah. And, and just to add to that, as Director Perez said, the return to repayment will continue there are some agencies and, and Department of Education's FSA as an example, where there is some funding carried over. So for a brief period of time, key activities at federal student aid will continue, but any shutdown as it continues has the risk to cause disruption to government services. And so, uh, again, I think this just points to, you may not see that in the immediate period, but points to the importance of uh uh, of, of keeping the government open and ensuring that uh, we're able to provide these key services to the American people. Any other questions before we end our call? Okay. I just thank you everybody for joining us today. Thank you, Administrator. Thank you, Director Ferris. Thank you, Jacob. I hope you have a good rest of your day.
Thanks for getting woke and listening to Make It Plain. As always, perform an act of kindness on behalf of an elder or young person. Write a letter to a sister or brother who just so happens to find her or himself incarcerated. Offer libations to the ancestors upon whose sturdy shoulders we all now stand. And above all, give thanks to the God of your understanding by whatever name you call her and him. All God asks of us is that we give each other love. Thanks for giving MIP love. And please remember to subscribe and give us a five-star rating. If all hearts and minds are clear, it has been made plain.